0: On Young Aseo, welcome to After Nina Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, three American romance novelists discussing all things K-Romance from a writer's lens. We fangirl over our favorite actors and actresses, talk up our trope addictions, and nerd out on K-drama deep dives. We'll throw in a few K-pop and K skincare wrecks for good measure, because why not ride the Hallyu Wave all the way to shore? So grab some deckbokey and listen to your new favorite onions. Hey
1: everybody.
2: Hello. Hi there.
1: So I have a little story to tell you guys about, and it involves authorship and K-pop. So I feel like this is a good place to discuss this. Okay, so let me preface, or or let me begin. Um, I am attending a writer's conference in November, and normally it's in Texas, I believe. But because of COVID, for the last two years, it's been uh, virtual. So it's virtual this year. Uh, But the thing about this conference is the sessions are recorded. And I think you can only watch them like 24 hours after the conference ends. Like it's very important to kind of be present during the time of the conference days and hours and everything. And it's not cheap to attend. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a hotel room. I am going to get out of this house and away from my children and my kittens and I'm going to rent a hotel room. So basically all I did was I Googled hotels that have room service because that's just, I just want a place with room service. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I (laughs) treat yourself. Well, I mean, and that's like the whole point. I want to be able to be very present in front of my laptop at a desk, whatever. So I basically just Googled like nearby uh nearby hotels with room service which <laughs> that might seem to leah or, or probably to like you guys might be like uh why is that so weird but i live in pennsylvania you know i mean not all places have room service
2: i'm starting to guess what you're getting at and i'm gonna well, lose my mind no, if I it's what probably I not. It is.
1: so <laughs> okay i i have okay, no idea so, what's happening okay. basically i found a place in in lancaster and I booked it because it had room service and there and also a lot of restaurants aren't even open. So I like even like checked and they said the restaurant was open, they have room service. And so I just said something to my husband, Neil. I was like, oh, hey, you know, I booked uh, the hotel room for the conference in November so I can get away from you and the children. And he's like, where did you book? And I said, I booked it at um some place called like Rock or The Rock or Rock Liddits. And he just kind of looked at me and he's like, yeah. Rock, Wait, you really booked Rock Littitz? And I was like, yeah, there were a lot of places that didn't have hotel rooms. And he's like, Rock Littitz? He's like, Megan, that's like uh, the big complex that has... Basically, they host rehearsals for world-class bands, musical acts, like BTS. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute, what? So... Let me explain. So Lidditz is a very, very small town in Pennsylvania. It's in Lancaster. I mean, the population is like 9,400 people, but they have a massive warehouse. It's called the studio, um, which also fun fact, it was built by uh, members of the Amish community because, and who also built my house. Cause that's what the Amish do. That's what the Amish do around here is they do construction. So anyway, the studio is essentially a rehearsal (laughs) space for massive band touring acts. So we're talking, Taylor Swift has rehearsed there, Beyonce. I wrote down a whole bunch. Katy Perry, Billie Eilish, Green Day. Like, essentially, if you're like a big touring act, you have rehearsed at this massive studio in Lititz. And Neil's like, BTS has, has rehearsed there. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold up. Like, I am di- I am not aware of that. And he sent me an Esquire article that was written in February 2020. So the deal was that BTS had booked this studio. And they were actually set to arrive, like, a month later. They ended up canceling that tour, obviously. Because this was, like, kind of... This was published in February. Yeah. When COVID yeah. started. And yeah. COVID hadn't really hit America yet. So at that because that was like anyway so i couldn't find anything i don't think bts ended up actually coming to um liditz because of covid but i'm sure if they tour in the u.s again i have a feeling they will come there because that's what that's what i guess these these acts do so because i was really hoping i could go so anyway the hotel is like on this complex um and (laughs) Because I said to Neil, because I was like, I remember you telling me about the studio. And I said, but I didn't know that there was like a hotel there. (laughs) And he goes, what, you think Beyonce sleeps on the floor? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. It wasn't that, (laughs) I guess, it wasn't that expensive. Like, that's why, I mean, I... I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's like some special suites on like one of the floors. So you're in the Beyonce hotel. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Beyonce might just fly in on
0: like a private jet and then like leave.
1: <laughs> or maybe there's like a maybe there's like a helipad on the on the roof that I don't know about. But anyway, I was really excited because I was like, well, maybe they have BTS stuff there. And Neil's like, I don't know. But I. Will be staying there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe BTS did come by. It's funny because they in the article it said like a lot of their stuff had already been shipped there, and their uh, like tour production crew was set to arrive like, like right after this article was published. you to be like, I want the RM, the RM bed. right? <laughs> Where did Suga sleep?
2: <laughs> so I thought I thought you were gonna say that Neil was like bts is in town that oh weekend, my god no booked there or yeah. like i thought you were going to say you were going to be there with them and i was going to be like what no your story
0: is bts once was going to they
2: booked they booked it and never showed up
0: so good good story megan i hate you guys I hate you guys well, so much. Thank you for that tale. I, I almost stayed at a hotel once that Madonna was gonna go to and then she didn't. I hate <laughs> you. <laughs> I thought it was a good story, damn it. Um, I don't wanna like, you know, outshine you, but I do want to say that uh the beginning of December I'm going to I'm going to see <laughs> BTS actually,
1: not the place that they were going to. <laughs> i'm really happy for you that's gonna be so fun i think bts is delightful
0: (laughs) and so i'm excited oh
1: my gosh yeah you're gonna have a great time yeah i mean i uh, yeah as like kind of more of the resident k-popper here on the podcast it's not that i don't like bts at all like i I like bts i I, but i will admit i got into k-pop through other groups so I just don't know BTS as well, which I know sounds crazy, but I still like. I res- obviously like. I respect them. I think they're great. Um, and I get very excited when their songs come on at my brother's, and I get to yell that it's a K-pop song because my brother like doesn't even like know. It's like really dynamite.
0: Well, there is um a show on. There's a show on Vicky right now that's like a, a BTS special. Mm, okay, I watched half of it last night. It's called It's BTS. creative title i think it's fun and sweet and i mean again yeah very very creative title but i mean like the thing is is that you think about it and i'm like i think we talked about this in the squid cast or the um the squid (laughs) cast the squid game podcast is that the director said something to the effect of you know the writer director is this what bts feels like because, like, he's just blown up so big. And, I mean, right. like, that's the thing I think about when I watch these guys. Is it it has to just be so weird to be that pop. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's been a long day. But I guess it's just, like, it's such a weird thing to, like, be at the highest heights of pop fandom. And to just, I don't know. I can't imagine. Yeah.
1: I don't think I'd want it. Like, I... Uh... Like they're I've, just some bros. like they're right. I mean, they're amazing, but right. like you know, know, like
0: I when know. I watch them, I'm always like, it's so funny, too, because like obviously, I think they're really talented. But I think I'm not part of this like obsessive fandom with them. So I'm also like, oh, like, you know, they look like friendly folk. And like they were talking about how their grandma was like the what was what what was funny in the show is they were talking about how sometimes like they they are on the news now sometimes in South Korea. Mm. And they said that in South Korea normally, you're on the news if like you're in a scandal and it's news. Whereas Mm -hmm. like BTS will be in the news just because like, Oh my God, they're going to the Grammys or like, you know, they have a billion views on YouTube. And so the one, I forget who it was, was just like, you know, my grandma will be like, I saw you on the news. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, I love, I love BTS grandma being like, that's my grandchild on the news.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I mean, any, anyone who's famous. I mean, I always think the same thing. I'm like, they, put their pants on one leg at a time just like everyone else so i don't know that level of fame is beyond my comprehension i would say and i would not want it
2: Um, (laughs) on that note talking about something else i wouldn't want is to wake up a zombie (laughs) segue
0: yes i would like to not wake up a rotting corpse (laughs)
2: No.
1: Yeah, so today for a Halloween special episode, we decided to deep dive into Zombie Detective, a 2020 drama starring Choi Jin-hyuk as the hottest zombie that we have ever seen, and his plucky sidekick played by Park Joo-hyun. In a brief summary, a zombie wakes up in a landfill and has no memory of who he is or how he died. He teaches himself how to talk and act human while also taking over the identity of a dead detective named Kim Moo-young. In an effort to keep himself alive on his diet of raw meat, he takes on odd detective jobs and also begins to research his past to find out who he is. A former journalist won't leave him alone, and soon she's working at his side, leading to a pretty great on-screen duo. This drama is full of incredibly silly moments. We have a zombie dance sequence, a gamified boar fight, and a wacky cult leader. But we also have serious issues about murder and humanity. This drama is a bit unique, as it turns the zombie genre on its head. Instead of a human surrounded by mindless zombies, we have a zombie surrounded by less than honorable humans. And there is the question, if a zombie doesn't eat humans, is he a zombie? So we are going to start off in the non-spoiler section. Uh, Just, you know, this is a short drama. I think it's 12 episodes. So if you want to check it out, it's it's not long. But first, you know, we're going to be Halloween-y about it. So have you ever dressed up as a zombie for Halloween? How is your zombie makeup skills? Shout out to the makeup artist who gave the zombie detective some excellent makeup.
2: Um, so I never really did this scary Halloween costume thing. Um, a couple of years ago, I dressed up as Eleven from Stranger Things. I think that's the closest I've ever gotten. But speaking of zombie makeup, my daughter was in a musical version of The Addams Family a few years ago, and she played a dead person. And so, you know, we had to do our own stage makeup. And so the directions were to make her look like, you know, dead and ghostly kind of thing. So I had to make her look like that. Um, and... It was basically a lot of, you know, like white face makeup and black eyeshadow and, you know, eyeliner and stuff like that. And so in the process of getting her uh, makeup done, she flat out said to me, like, Mom, please don't make me look like a panda. Because in my (laughs) makeup skills, my stage makeup skills. Yeah, I thought it was well done, too.
0: But what I thought was fun was that they got it down you know, as they were doing the drama. And so it takes, a, it, it. they got it down to about an hour. <laughs> so there was like some good uh, efficiency there, which I appreciated. That's pretty it good. It was really well done. And yeah, I have certainly been a zombie. I feel like it's a very easy costume to do when like you haven't really prepped for Halloween and you're just like in normal clothes, but then like you're a zombie. <laughs> and my husband this year, I don't know what got into his... He loves going to Goodwill for Halloween. And he always takes my son and my, always wants my son to be things that he just doesn't want to be at all, which I don't know why this is like their ritual, but it is. <laughs> and like, it's like never intended to be. At- <laughs> oh my God. And so I have pictures of like my son in like incredibly revealing like Batman costumes that like don't fit him right. So they're like, You know, like he's a teenager now and it's like, whoa, like obviously that skin tight is like there's a lot (laughs) there. So anyway, I guess this year they had a legitimate argument where they both came home annoyed at each other because my husband decided that (laughs) a sweet costume for my son to be would be zombie Woody from like Toy Story. And, and my son's like, what? I don't even, like, <laughs> like Toy Story, like, he, my son's never been, like, anti-Toy, he's never been anti-Toy Story, but, like, it wasn't like Toy Story was his thing, and I guess they found a Woody costume, and it was like, yeah, yeah, be Woody, but zombie Woody, and... <laughs> And my son, fun fact, hates zombies, like literally has a zombie phobia that like rears its head. He's almost 13. And like this summer we were in Chicago seeing uh, and we actually saw Amy and her kids. And at one point during the trip, he told me that he kept stressing that zombies were going to come out of like the like because we were walking around downtown Chicago. And I think he hadn't really been in like a big downtown city, I guess, because San Francisco has like a different vibe. (laughs) so he kept being like I just keep thinking what will happen if a zombie comes out and I'm like well I guess I'm not a very sympathetic mom because I'm like it's just not can we just stop talking about this like I just don't want to talk about the zombies coming out of the sewer anymore because it's not going to happen
2: and we do have zombies we do have zombies in the sewers here so I understand that I want Nick to be zombie Woody what is the actual result of zombie Woody okay so
1: back to the original question (laughs) I was a zombie soccer player in fifth grade, and I think in sixth and seventh, too, because I don't know. I just really like that costume. Uh, Anyway, I clearly loved zombies early. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I'm a big zombie fan. So my daughter has taken over my mantle, and she loves being anything plus zombie. Like, hands down, you know, if Nick wants to adopt her for a little bit. So first, she was a zombie cheerleader. Which, she looked amazing. Then she was a zombie bride the next year. And then this year, she wants to be a zombie angel. Which I feel like really kind of conflicted about. I mean, I'm not a religious person, but I still feel like there's something wrong with having a zombie angel. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I I think every year I get better at zombie makeup. I really like doing makeup, and I think it's easier to do on other people. Uh, So, I mean, she looked really good and maybe i'll put um when this episode comes out i'll put a picture of her on instagram in her zombie cheerleader and zombie bride makeup because she looked really awesome so speaking broadly
2: what did you like about zombie detective i really liked the comedy in the beginning uh i thought it was really well done and you know Trajan Hook was I mean, I hate to say it, but like super hot as a zombie, which is really weird. Um, I did like the dramatic parts of the drama as well, but we'll talk about that in a little bit because it also plays into what I didn't love. But yeah, Choi Jin-hyuk as a zombie, like I will watch that any day.
1: Uh, Yeah, so Choi Jin-hyuk absolutely was my favorite thing about the drama. He was such a good grumpy zombie with a heart of gold and he had such perfect features for it. It, it it is crazy how attractive he looked in his zombie makeup i mean, even and then he put the bb monster cream on it and looked even better so i don't know but yeah i think he truly made the drama grumpy
2: zombie with a heart of gold that's like my favorite thing i've ever heard <laughs> yeah so what didn't you like about the drama so this drama didn't know what genre it wanted to be was it a zombie was it a zombie comedy a zombie drama like there were too many tonal shifts back and forth between the two. It never just stayed in a lane. And so that's where I think this drama lost its footing because I think it did both. Well, I think it did the comedy well. And I think it did the drama well, but it never knew. It never knew. It never knew kind of where to find a middle ground between the two. It was either like the extreme of, you know, both of them, but it was never like any sort of medium.
0: I'm just not that big of a fan of slapstick and I felt like especially in the beginning the drama kind of leaned into the silly pretty hard um at least too hard for me and just throughout the drama I think I just wasn't chuckling when I was supposed to and again I don't think I'm a person who lacks joy or humor in their heart but like this just wasn't like you know comedy's personal and this just wasn't like my kind of comedy. Um, whereas, for example, last night I was watching Yumi Cells cracking up, like laugh out loud. So there we go. Yumi Cells made me laugh. Zombie detective, I just looked like what that meme of like the kid who's unimpressed. Like, hmm. But you know, if you love comic book vibes,
1: I think you might yeah, really so I love this drama or at least
0: you but, know have fun with Um
1: that. as Amy said, there was a tonal shift, and I think it happened too late. Like there was a lot going on uh, in the beginning that didn't have to do with the zombie or Kim Moo Young's background, and to me, that's when the drama got interesting. But at that point, the drama was halfway over. I just feel like the drama could have been like an eight to ten episode drama, and we could have kind of cut out that like weird subplot in the beginning that did have a lot of slapstick moments. Because mm-hmm. um, I I liked it when it started to get serious. But again, it almost felt like two different dramas, like what Amy said. So that wasn't my favorite. Um, what meta references to other dramas or movies did you enjoy? Because there were a lot in this drama.
2: There were. And I, I I love that when there's Easter eggs for for fans of K-drama, you know, on yeah. the whole. So I thought that was really fun that we were able to pick up on those. And I don't want to spoil it because I think it was a really fun scene For somebody who has seen boys over flowers, but there is a scene when the song almost paradise, which is one of the main tracks on the boys over flowers original soundtrack started playing, and I legit laughed out loud and it, it like leaned into that situation for a while and I kind of really enjoyed it. But I won't say what it is because you have to watch it to see.
0: (laughs) Um, I think one thing, like, this is not K-drama, but I felt like it had a fun nod to, like, that famous shower scene in Psycho, like, right down to, like, the moment that the shower curtain is flung back. And, again, I just have a question, like, going back to that, like, that idea of, like, the shower and the shower curtain and, like, somebody, like, opening up the shower curtain and that being scary. Like, does anyone else have a slight shower phobia due to that? I
2: I don't know what it is. About, like, the Alfred Hitchcock movies that, like, th- I thought they were sometimes creepy, like, to watch, like, while you're watching them. But they never, like, left me, like, freaked out afterwards. My biggest shower um, horror right now is I share a shower with my kids. They like to use my shower more than their shower. I don't know why. And my daughter has super long, thick hair. So every now and then I have to clean out the drain. <laughs> and that is my horror. That is my shower (laughs) horror. is my daughter's wigs that end up in the drain because of all of her thick, long hair. I have a very
1: traumatizing childhood story, but basically I watched it the original way too young like i think i was maybe six or seven we were over at my parents friend's house and all the kids were in the basement and all the adults are upstairs probably drinking or something neglecting us and an older kid put in it and it scarred me forever so uh, there's a scene in the original it which i haven't (laughs) seen the newer one so i have no idea but um in the original there's a scene where this kid's in like kind of like a big almost like a gym shower a locker room shower i think and it like essentially like puts his he comes up through the drain and he like widens it okay so his whole body can come up it is the creepiest fucking scene i was terrified Mm. like i'm talking for two solid years i was terrified so we had a for two solid years she didn't (laughs) shower. i I hated it so much so i was convinced that if i put my (laughs) foot over the drain (laughs) Of my shower. So my let me explain. I, uh, my parents had like a shower, the shower I used had a shower stall. Okay. So but I was convinced if I put my foot over the drain, that he couldn't come up like that was like my eight year old mind like rationalizing. So I would like, and you weren't afraid that he was going to like lick the ball of your foot. I, I guess not. I, okay. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's how I like overcame my phobia. So I would like have one foot on and I'd be like reaching all my like shampoo and conditioner, like hopping with my other foot. And I still don't like to shower. You can ask my husband. I still do not like to shower. And I swear to God, it's because of watching it. So yeah, I'm terrified. <laughs> of, and it, it's not psycho. Like I've I saw psycho for some reason. That didn't terrify me, but man, freaking it ruined it all. So now I'm a dirty dirt ball. So I loved the references to Train to Busan. There was a lot, and so basically, the brother-in-law of the female lead likes—he's like obsessed with zombies. He's like has massive zombie knowledge, and he's a screenwriter for zombie movies, and he's always trying to get like producers and investors to invest in in his uh movies and so the, the one he wrote was busan express right was that the name of it so he wrote this zombie movie called busan to busan express and they clearly reference train to busan like it's the, yes. it's it's yeah because if people if anyone in the, in the drama is like oh yeah i've seen busan express <laughs> the, the guy would be like wait are you sure it was busan you're not talking about train to busan you saw mine and it was just really really cute and they had um like a like a copycat scene of from train to busan where it was in the perspective of the zombie but he was like in the baseball uniform and his friend was gonna like hit him you know what i mean from train to busan so it was just i really love that because i love the movie so
2: and now it's time for our favorite segment our K recommendation of the week and we've we've got Mm -hmm. megan with a k-pop rec
1: so this week i'm recommending bad love by key so Key is a member of Shiny and this is a solo effort by him and the song is so fun. It has like 80s synth vibes and honestly it sounds like a song that The Weeknd would do. So if you like The Weeknd, you really should check out the song because it has very very similar feel to it. Key's voice sounds amazing and honestly it feels a little fitting for a Halloween episode as well um he kind of has a lot of almost like alien type visuals with this um music video and album and stuff so i really love the song and i think you will too it's on our spotify playlist um so check it out it's called bad love by key awesome and now let's get
2: to this spoiler section
0: what was the scene that made
1: you most go w t -t 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 okay yeah let me talk about this because I just couldn't stop talking about the scene after I watched it so uh, I know Amy we talked about it after it happened Amy said oh it was a little bit like Scott Pilgrim versus the world the scene or it gave her those sort of vibes which I haven't seen Um, but basically there is a scene I'll set it up too but there's a scene where Kimu Young the zombie fights a wild boar <laughs>
2: for no reason there's no there's no like like, let's at least point out that there's no reason for the scene to have existed anywhere in this drama that's
1: why it's so crazy because there is but other than that yeah it's not there's so many reasons it's ludicrous and that's just one of them so (laughs) i'll explain he basically uh this elderly woman is lost and they think she's up on they just keep calling it the mountain (laughs) there's like one mountain in this town i don't know so she, so they find her, him and his partner. And they find the, the elderly woman who had gotten lost. She has dementia. And they're about to take her back down the mountain. And this, like, <laughs> bad CGI <laughs> wild boar shows up. And, like, why? Like, th- there's never a reference to a boar. Like, there's no reason for a boar to be there. Or for him to fight a boar. Okay, I need that to be stated. And then... To make things even more ludicrous, they gamified it with Mortal Kombat, like, graphics. And again, I understand that that's, like, been done before, but it hadn't been done in this drama before. Like, all of a sudden, they just randomly decide to gamify something, and there was, like, why? Like, there's no video game references. (laughs) They just decided to, like, Mortal Kombat, his his hand-to-hand fight with a wild boar. And it's nuts, because you see him just, like, flying through the air, like, badly, and, like, landing, and then you hear, like, the crunch of his, like, zombie bones as he puts them back together, and this, like, the snorting of the boar, and then eventually, you know, he kills it, and he, like, I guess eats the carcass out of it or i mean i then i guess he like eats the carcass i don't know cuz they they just show him carrying the boar off the mountain and is like there's like blood dripping from his mouth and that's like great and all but then like that's it that's it he just fights a boar and then they just like keep going with right. the plot it was super
2: ran- it was super random like it like there was no like i said there's no reason but i guess what it, the reason why it didn't phase me is because they're like Scott Pilgrim is an entire movie of that and so I was just like, oh, that's probably just a nod to that because they've been doing so many meta references. Right. But I agree with you that, like, there was no setup for it and there was no reaction to it afterwards.
1: No. It's just he (laughs) fought a boar for no reason. It was like, I don't know I they were game game was and... Yeah, and there was like game scores and like, okay, fight, like yeah. mo- like Mortal Kombat. It was the weird, I kept expecting uh, What's-His-Face to come in and like rip a skull out. Who's the guy, uh, who's the Mortal Kombat fighter who ripped skull out? I don't know, but my out? kids I like forget. to make
2: me watch them play that game because we have it for the, we, we have it oh, for Pluto the Switch. Chris. And like, it's so violent. <laughs> It is. I always
1: like the big, like, blue beast. Yeah, but,
2: like, yeah, they're pulling each other's spines out and stuff, like, and it's WTF,
0: Zombie Detective, you named the serial killer in this drama Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Like, ho, 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 coming down the chimney, Santa. It reminds me of, like, what was, like, Jack Frost has had many iterations. Like, I would have rather had him be a Jack Frost, where, like, Jack Frost was what? Like, the Michael Keaton was, like, a snowman. And then there was also like the murdery, like monster Jack Frost, but like Santa, I don't know. I just couldn't take it seriously once it was like, and now we we're going to have this murdery subplot with Santa. I was just like, no, I'm like, that's so again, this mpreg may feel random, but I'm just building in the experience of like what it feels like to tonally
1: watch zombie detective.
2: <laughs> we don't know what we want to be. We don't know what we want to be tonight
1: there was some sort of a teasing of a romance between Sunji, who is the the partner zombie, the bomb zombie partner and Moo Young. But then we also had this like hot cop friend on the side who was crushing on Sunji. So what'd you think about the whole situation?
2: I honestly, I liked the teasing of Sunji and Moo Young slash Minho since that was, that was his real name. Right. Um, Because there was a spark there. Like they had really great chemistry, but I also liked that they didn't act on it because there's no way around a zombie being gross. Like, it's just gross. Like, even if he doesn't eat people, he is a walking, talking ball of rotting flesh. So you can't, you can't, you can't do romance with that. Cha Do Hyun, her detective friend, was hot. And at first I wanted that romance to happen. But the more we got into the story, the more I feel like there would have been no way for that to happen without Moo Young being some like weird zombie third wheel. And it would have just been a very awkward romance. So I like that it was left open, that there was a guy, talk about like random shit in this drama. A guy in Atlanta, Georgia, of all places, working on turning zombies back to human, because of course that's out there, and that there might be a chance for romance in the future. But then that got me thinking, because I'm trying to logic it all out, like, even if zombies can be made human again, aren't they dead humans? Um, so that's I guess a little bit of a plot hole that I can't wrap my head around, but yeah basically for all intents and purposes like you can't do a zombie romance unless that zombie is going to somehow be able to be human again
1: so i need to go on a tangent about (laughs) the doctor situation (laughs) that they introduce at the end like why is there some doctor in atlanta working on turning zombies into humans like is there a demand for this like it wasn't even like oh he's trying to reanimate dead flesh it was like specifically an article that's like he's trying to turn zombies back into humans like well where are his right, test like, subjects
2: like where, there are like, where have are there, we? where have we figured out there, a... that zombies exist first
1: yeah like
2: what <laughs> universe is this
1: like we were never led to believe that this was some sort of alternate universe like this was supposed to be like present day and then all of a sudden apparently there's like a plethora of zombies <laughs> in atlanta for this guy to operate <laughs> on like i'm like where is this coming from and he like and it's just so funny he, like holds up this like article like there's a doctor in Atlanta and I'm like what What?" I don't know that drove me crazy like I you know I don't know I just imagine people (laughs) like his like his like peers being like what what zombie issue like there isn't one are you okay like go touch some grass like we this is not something for you to work on no one wants to read your dissertation on this what's touching grass go touch some grass See, I'm like the macnay of the group here, like educating the old folks. <laughs> oh my like, god! Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it means like um, if you're like losing it, like people are like, you need to go, you need to go outside, you touch some grass. Is this is not so like a macnay kind of thing.
0: This sounds like a Pennsylvania thing. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: No, it's I- right. actually. Well, I think I saw it on TikTok. No. I've seen it a bunch of places. You no, can take no, it out. You if keep you it. Like it. Touch touch <laughs> that grass.
2: <laughs> touch that grass.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like go get some fresh air. Go touch some grass. I'm
2: Googling it. It's a popular online insult and alternative way of telling someone to go outside.
1: I like it. I think it's because it makes sense. Like, well, if someone's like focused, it's like if you're like heavily focused on or like kind of obsessed with something that maybe doesn't really matter. Like maybe you should just go outside, yeah. get some fresh air, go touch some grass, ground yourself. It like makes sense to me. I think that's why I like it. And I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's a, a V E or I wouldn't Thank use Thank you maybe very is, much
0: is, Megan so. for that. And, you know, I just want to say like <laughs> this zombie could also touch my grass anytime. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: stop is it. look, I, <laughs> I wish. Stop, no, stop, stop. I, I, Okay, I backed off on that. I'm not gonna innuendo that anymore. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I I'm saying, it. I'm not talking about mowing my lawn. <laughs>
2: bye bye. I'm saying <laughs> oh my god
1: I'm like
0: red that I'm laughing. I wish zombie romance had happened zombie slash human I would have enjoyed this drama like 50 times more if it went there because I think the heart wants what it wants even if it means a reanimated corpse with emotional boo-boos <laughs> and and he was gray-skinned but jacked af
2: <laughs> he had a hole in his torso. He had a hole in his
0: torso. Very jacked. So I'm gross. I'm sorry. I'm dirty. I the said what I said. Can't touch
1: this grass. I can't believe play- <laughs> I mean,
0: if it's him, look. There's. I'm gonna pee. Oh my god. I mean, I'm holding back a lot right now. Like, if this is shocking you, I'm not even going to talk about what I would have done with the oh wound my on his god. side. Oh my god! I didn't even say anything. I didn't even say anything. Bunch of pearl Clutchers here tonight.
1: Oh my uh, I have a headache <laughs> from laughing.
2: Not so much a pearl clutcher as uh, somebody who works with children on a daily basis.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, oh look, God. you know what? Oh if it makes God. you
0: feel any better, I told oh a bunch of people gosh. at work that I have this podcast. So maybe they're listening as well, being like, what the fuck is my guidance counselor <laughs> essentially telling the world? And you know what? It's my oh it's my own time. Yeah. <laughs> uh
1: oh my god it is this is my, my time. time
0: my grass my grass my time oh my god
1: <laughs> my <grass. laughs>
2: my grass. put that on a fucking pillow, my grass. <laughs> my pillow. i am gonna pee <laughs>
0: Oh my god, I can my grasp, my time. Oh my god, can get some more hyper-absorbing, like,
1: pee-proof undies? Amy, put that in a fucking pillow. Oh my god.
0: Okay, let's, let's bring this home. And you're gonna be like, what? Let's bring this home, folks. <gasps> <sorry. laughs> overall, okay. overall... Did this drama yeah. work for you? And would you watch a season two?
2: So despite the weird tonal shifts and lack of romance, I did enjoy it, but I, it's not by any means a top drama. Um, I think I enjoyed it because of. Trojan jin basically. Like he was just a fantastic zombie and a hot zombie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, you know, if that season two included a trip to Atlanta <laughs> for the cure, um, I, I might. Give it a go, but I'm doubting that's going to exist.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Atlanta is a hotbed of something. they gotta find a cure. If you're listening to us and you live in Atlanta, let us <laughs> because know. Apparently, how it's we going. didn't know,
2: <laughs> and now we're worried. Apparently,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. we're all worried about you, Atlanta. Uh, yeah. I mean, I might watch a, a season two if I felt like it was setting up a good plot so i think i would read a synopsis maybe i would i'd love to say see Choi jin hook like i don't know yeah turn into human have a little romance you know i don't know i'd check it out maybe and i mean overall the drama was okay i was entertained i was glad i watched it
0: honestly this was like probably in my bottom 10% of K-dramas I've seen. I mean, K-drama is like pizza to me because I even eat my kids' leftover school lunch pizza with the wet crust that, like, comes in, like, a little, like, microwave bag when she brings it home. But... but i just think that there's too many <laughs> amazing dramas out there for me to so care gross. about um and so zombie detective was kind of like meh for me however right. let's talk about Twaji hyuk for a minute because zombie detective aside like i'd watch yeah. him eat green eggs and ham like i love him But I would really like to see him in like another Mm -hmm. overtly swaggering comedy. Like we got glimpses of him in Mr. Queen when he was um Bong Wan. Like that wink he gives as he falls off the high rise and passes the cute girl on the way down. Like he was funny. And I think I'd also like to see him doing something emotional, like move to heaven-ish, or even something darker like Squid Game or Strangers from Hell. I'm just saying I really like him. Mm -hmm. It's not him. Like I feel like it was the the story, not
1: him, that let me down. So I do want to mention the movie Alive. So it's hashtag alive. Uh, I saw it a while ago before I got into K-dramas. So Alive stars Yu Ah-In and Park Shin-hai. And it's really kind of an interesting zombie movie. I mean, there's, there's definitely zombies. There's definitely zombie fighting. But a lot of it is you are in essentially like stuck in his apartment and going a little crazy and the only outside interaction he has is through social media so that's why um it's the title is hashtag alive um but anyway it's really good and it's another zombie-ish movie that is not trained to busan that's uh produced in south korea so yeah, I would say, I mean, it's not, there's definitely no slapstick comedy. So I don't know, I would necessarily call it a comp, but just if you're looking for another zombie genre, I, I do recommend it. It's really good. And I actually have a romance book rack.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I am gleeful. So, <laughs> okay. So normally we try to think about like a romance novel- like recommendation that can kind of align tonally with like, you know, whatever the theme of the K drama is that we're reviewing for the week. Um, You know, and we've already done, there's not that many, I think zombie romances out there for obvious reasons. Um, You know, most people don't want zombies mowing their grass. And so (laughs) I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) So we've done warm bodies for trying to Busan. So I decided, you know what? Tonight we talked a lot about like the fact that there's like WTFery in Zombie Detective f- and you know lots oh, of questions. Jesus and then God. book the book that I'm gonna recommend, which I have not read, I just saw it just now, is called The Shark Who Rode a Seahorse by Scarlet Hyacinth. <laughs> and I'm gonna read the blurb. <laughs> Sushi or Soulmate? <laughs> what a ridiculous question. There is no doubt in shark shifter Byron's mind that what he feels for seahorse Skylar is genuine. But Byron is well aware of the difference between them. He is a monster. And that puts sweet-natured Skylar out of his reach. In his fear of hurting Skylar, he pushes the seahorse away. But when Skylar is attacked, Byron knows he cannot stay away from Skylar anymore. Skylar has always been searching for his soulmate, that special person he would share his life and innocence with. And when he meets Byron, he instantly feels the bond between them. In Byron's power and forcefulness, he finds an anchor. But even as they attempt to build a life together, there are still many challenges ahead. When Skylar unexpectedly becomes pregnant, Byron will have to learn how to deal with fatherhood and protect his new family from unexpected threats. (laughs) And then I went into um, the Goodread comments, which is really where, where this really shines, though. And so... In Goodreads, you know, people can have ratings. So one thing is, I learn all kinds of things when I read, like the fact that sharks have two dicks. There we (laughs) go. And (laughs) here's another one. This little story features aquatic babies, a dungeon of sexual pleasure, a realistic (laughs) empreg, quote, finally got the details I've been craving, and a very well-endowed shark shifter. So that's what caught my eye. I think I need to read this book and get the details.
1: Details, yeah, you do. That's Siren Publishing too. They, if you, if you're looking for anything, they got it. Siren Publishing does it all. Yes, (laughs) there's a, there's a
0: Photoshop shark, and I wonder if the seahorse like goes inside
1: the shark dick. They're shifters. They're shifters though, so they can like be human, of course. So they just do it, right.
0: I was like, otherwise the seahorse has to be like, okay, guys, I'm going into like the what urethra the- tunnel.
2: Oh my <laughs> oh my okay, oh my
0: gosh. So, okay. <laughs> anyway, what are we all watching?
2: I'm trying to logic this out <laughs> in my head how it all works. Oh, God. I'm watching. Start- I'm, I'm trying. Hey,
0: I'm trying to bring it back. I mean, you guys are the perverts here. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> derailed
1: it.
2: I'm watching startup. Okay. Um-
1: okay. <laughs> Voice cracked.
2: <laughs> good. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like startup.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you team good boy?
2: Oh, the- I. So I'm. I'm literally at the halfway point. Okay. I'm going to watch episode eight tonight. And I don't, I don't have a team yet. Like it it was, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, very hard Mm because I like them both both very, very much. And I, I can see why both are worthy Mm -hmm. of her love and affection. um, And why both are not Mm -hmm. because of a little bit bit of deception Mm -hmm. that's been going on for 15 years. Um, But I, I love it. I love the whole cast. I, like, I, I just, I can't
1: wait to watch another episode. Um, So I had major FOMO. I prefer to binge, so I like to wait until dramas are over. But I had really bad FOMO, so I started Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha, and I started Yumi Cells, both of which are, like, ongoing right now. Although Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha is in, I think when this episode airs, Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha will be over. But for now, there's still two more weeks. Um, And I love both of them a lot. And we'll be talking about both of them for sure. We already told Amy she has to watch Hometown Cha 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 after. Start-up.
0: Megan and I have like merged together and we are both watching Hometown Cha 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 and Yumi Cells. Yumi Cells was one of these ones where like I kept getting recommended it and I made the fatal error, which I make time and time again, where the title just somehow is putting me off, I think, subtly. This happened to me with cos hospital playlist as well, where like I was just like, mm, yeah, I'm just like not really feeling it. And then I jumped in last night, and I was giddy watching it. In fact, I stayed up until mm, 2.30 in the morning, which might be why I'm, like, slapstick now, because I just couldn't stop.
1: Yeah, so Yumi Sells, I, I agree. Well, for some reason, okay, did did you guys ever see the movie with Jennifer Lopez called The Cell? no. Oh my God, it's like horror. It's, it's horror and it's techie and it freaks me out. And for some reason, every time someone said Yumi's cells, I thought about the cell. And that movie like traumatized me. Okay. And so it was the same thing. Like the title just really turned me off. And then the whole thing, there were like these like cartoon, the cells mm-hmm. are like her little, her like feelings, emotions, things like that. And it like Inside reminded, Out, the pixel. Yeah. It reminded me of Inside Out. And I guess I just wasn't really into it. I don't know, but then I decided to start it just because all these people kept saying it was good, and now I'm I'm caught up now. Like I I'm I'm waiting now for the next episode to come out, and I love it. It's like if we all had little Sims in our like heads, and we had to attend all the Sims. That's kind of what it's like, you know, the Sims game. And it's just it's really cool. And um, An Bio Hyun is like. Everything to me, okay? My, my Oongi, who I, you know, and he was amazing in Ida One class, I love him. And I'm so happy to see him in a rom com role because he hasn't really had one yet. And I was kind of worried he was going to start doing mostly action, which is fine. And I'll still watch him in that. But I was like, please just give him like one romantic role, please, please. And and he's it is, crushing so. it he's crushing, oh, crushing the it he's so freaking dreamy oh i love him so much
0: he's very well, like, he's a dreamy, little bit... but he's also like funny yeah and awkwardy. like the mm-hmm. whole thing
1: he's very Ugh, he's very earnest he's so good. yeah he's great and so uh yeah i'm really enjoying it so that's i i 100 agree
2: it sounds like fun i'm looking forward
0: to it all right well what do we say happy halloween
2: Happy Halloween. Halloween. Annyeong. 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 Thank you for listening to of Delight. Make sure to subscribe for more great K-Romance conversation. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at of Delight Podcast for more information on our podcast, behind the scenes photos, and of course, pics of our favorite opas and anis. Annyeong.